With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh yes, it's here. One game left in the NFL season. Super Bowl 56. You and I have scanned the underdog fantasy Pick'em Lobby looked at player props, all the sides, the totals, everything else surrounding this big game. And Hayden, let's help guide the people along the way, at least from our mindset, what we believe is going to be the best way to sweat out this contest. I know there are a lot of states out there that do not have legalized uh, sports wagering. If you play on underdog, there yep. are available in like 35, 40 states right now. Um, you can use our signup codes, the show to get, uh, deposits. We have DFS contests on there. We have pick them, which is basically like play, player props, all up there live, ready to go. So if you're out there looking for a place, we got you. Yeah. Easiest way to say this pick them is available in a lot of States that do not offer sports gaming. So go on your app store or on underdogfantasy.com and try at least for this first game, the big game, the final one of the NFL season, the pick them lobby. Okay. I think before we dive into any of these player lines that we like and everything else surrounding this game, Hayden, maybe talk me through how you view, one way to put it, single game slates, how you view wagering on the Super Bowl. So I think the Super Bowl is uh, unique because there's a lot more public action, not sharp money coming in. And I think that it, there's two weeks to prepare for it. So a lot of the times... Uh, the sharps come in, take away the good lines immediately, and then everyone kind of bets into them on the backside. So because that happens, if you want to bet overs on players, you do that early in the week because most people, just basic human psychology, when they're watching the game, they want to root for action. And action means overs. Nobody's ever betting unders. So if you want to bet overs, bet the overs early in the week. If you want to bet unders, typically uh, best to wait the day of the Super Bowl uh, the Saturday before the Super Bowl, when all the player props go up a couple couple yards, then you can start coming in and hammering the unders. But if you're just out here just trying to have a good time, yeah, throw a little bit of money on that, feel free. And if anyone wants to teach me how to take unders at some point, please do that. Maybe even in this 20 minutes, Today. you can teach me how to uh, how to take unders. Okay, surface level stuff. The Rams are four and a half point favorites in this game. A total a 48 and a half. I'm sure we'll jump on that at some point. No real, I don't know, outline for the show. Really, I just want the stuff that you feel most confident in. And I think when I look at single games, and I do this for every single game, but if then statements, like if this player is going to do well, then this one will do well, or this one won't do and live up to their line as well narrative base stuff. And I think you can think about that in one or two or three ways and diversify if you want to do that. So with all of that said, Hayden, just me and you talking here, which of these pick them lobby lines are you most confident in this weekend? 
I'm going to go Joe Burrow over one pass yard. That is the special promotion. We'll be quick here. I promise we'll stop with the corporate stuff. Uh, if you anyone is available, you can bet one uh, over on the one passing yard. Obviously, you have to lock that in. Now, if we're talking about uh, another Joe Burrow line that I kind of like is under 12.5 rushing yards over mm. the course of this season. The under is 16 and three, 16 and three. The recency bias is out of control. We're guilty of that, highlighting all of Joe Burrow's uh, broken sacks that have been scrambling around. Um, but really, if you look at there's just not any designed runs. He's had one designed run uh, during the playoffs. He's had 21 yards on seven total designed runs the entire season. The entire season. Yeah. Uh, there's Neil Down potential in this game, obviously, and that's negative for the rushing yards. Um, and if you just look at some other places, uh, the unders at uh, 11 and a half with juice on the under and here you're getting at 12 and a half. So um, only, and then the other part that we also have a uh, longest run, uh seven and a half longest run. That's another recency bias fade. The recency bias uh, of his 49 uh, rushes this year, only eight of them have gone over that. So I know that there's people, the narrative is there. He's going to be under pressure. Then he's going to scramble around. Well, I think like last week, some of those where he was actually breaking contain, getting out there. Now right. Aaron Donald's wrapping you. I feel like in Aaron Donald's wrapping, you, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So it's basically fade recency. Yeah, it, it is tough. And it's for the reason you brought up, like on those third downs, he was able to escape for like a third and seven, a third and five and a third of a third and six. And that, you know, led to those 25 yards rushing. That has not been, again, as you outlined, a mainstay of his game this season. That's very different than, let's say, like Patrick Mahomes, and we were in on his rushing totals in the pick and lobby in those playoff games. Josh Allen, for the exact same reason. Now, the other part of this, though, is quarterbacks do run more often in the playoffs. They understand that this is a one game. It's you win, or you're out, or you're done. And so being a little bit more aggressive in those scenarios. Whereas in the NFL regular season, they know it's a long season. They have to, you know, take care of their bodies a little bit more. Um, that is a factor here. And then also the Rams did blitz at a pretty high rate, especially third downs in the playoffs, especially in the playoffs. And we saw Joe Burrow as soon as the chiefs messed up the structure of their passing lanes, he picked that gap and, and he was off. So again, you can talk yourself into this one, but I'm more inclined to fade the recency of that Russian production that was so out of the ordinary for Joe Burrow since his knee injury at LSU. He was a productive rusher, but go with the under 12 and a half rushing yards. But more importantly, I think the under seven and a half for longest run is where I would go. Yeah, I think either one of them work. The entire season sample is definitely on our side here. And I think that that narrative of the quarterbacks rushing I feel like that's been touted enough this year and last year where those lines are starting to get um, adjusted. What I love about these single games, and we've had them on underdog for this entire playoff stretch, that it's not just receiving yards or total yards or or passing yards. You get some of these longest plays as well. Um, I know last week when we talked about the running game for the Chiefs against the rushing defense of, of the Bengals, I took the over on the longest run of Clyde Edwards Lair. He had one 14 yarder and that crossed over. I think it was a 12 and a half yard rushing mark. We're getting to a bit of treacherous territory, let's say, with Cam Akers with his longest run being 15 and a half. Because Hayden, as we talked about in our matchups preview show, while Cam Akers had 40 snaps recently, Sonny Michelle had 51, you know, 
Um, Cam Akers, while he's had a couple of really nice runs against the Arizona Cardinals, hasn't looked 100%. And the difference between the two, I know that Cam Akers is seeing more rushing work, 13, 24, 17 attempts out there. And Sony Michelle, much different at 10, 1, and 13. But I like the Sony Michelle longest run of seven and a half over more so than the Cam Akers of 15 and a half over. There is not a Cam Akers line that I will not like the under right now. Like everything I want to fade Cam Akers. They kind of got away from Cam Akers last game. And remember, two games ago, he had what, 24 carries for 48 yards. If you look at PFF grade, he's 100th out of 100 in PFF grade among running backs. He is 84th in breakaway percentage, 85th in elusiveness, uh, 87th in yards after contact per carry. He has not been effective whatsoever in the matchups uh, preview. I noted how the power rushing is what the Bengals have been struggling against, not the zone concepts. And Sony Michelle is that power rusher. Uh, we have a injury to Cam Akers that's in play. He did not practice in the lead up to this game. Uh, then we have Daryl Henderson could come back. We don't know how that's going to do. If Daryl Henderson more runs more like Cam Akers than he does Sony Michelle, so there's that opportunity. And I think that just Sony Michelle last week. Uh, he was subbed in on third and short. Uh, he played in short yardage for most of them. When they were running out the clock in the fourth quarter, it was Sony Michelle, not Cam Akers. So basically any Cam Akers line, I like the under, my favorite one, if I had to pick a Cam Akers one, it is the under on half of a touchdown. I like the side of no touchdowns for Cam Akers. If you're looking at uh, other sites, uh, the no is minus 131. So this is a 50-50 proposition. I like the Cam Akers. He was subbed out uh, early on last game. He was in on first down, in on second down. Yep. They got to the red zone on third and three. In comes Sony Michelle. So I don't think that he would even be the goal line back. And I don't think that he has the juice right now to rip off like a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah, we've seen Sony Michelle score touchdowns there. We've seen Matthew Stafford do quarterback sneaks there. We've seen fades to Odell Beckham because he's been a very important piece in terms of targets inside the five-yard line. There are points this season where no one threw in the NFL more often that air of the field yep. than the Los Angeles Rams inside the 10-yard line. My only point here is Cam Akers tore his freaking Achilles this summer, came back, out of nowhere, beat decades, centuries of medical history. Maybe they want to reward him with a little bit of a narrative here near the goal line. But that's well, that's just, you know, diving into the narrative base that a lot of yeah. these props come from. You are officially the biggest hater on earth when you show up to the Super Bowl party and you have all the Cam Akers under. So that's why I think that his, <laughs> his number is going to be so high. So if you want to be the, the sharp in the room, you got to be the absolute hater of the year. I mean... Probably 500 years ago, you tear your Achilles. They just cut your leg off from the, the knee down. Got it. Uh, so, yeah, shout out Cam Akers for getting there. But I think that he's been largely ineffective. Probably rushed him back. And I can see that there's schematic reasons why I think they can use Sonny Michelle. Plus, it's just injuries. Yeah, we also might be the biggest fish in the building since we're talking about all these player props and talking about three rushing uh, avenues here for, for the big game. Okay, before we get to any others. I want to outline like how, because I realize that not everyone out there has played on underdog in terms of the pick and lobby. It's all multipliers. So if you include Joe Burrow, we talked about the Sony Michelle over seven and a half rushing yards, the Cam Akers under in terms of total touchdowns, that's a six X multiplier. So if you put in 10 bucks, you'll get 60 at the end. If all three hit, then you get the 10 X for a pick four, a 20 X for pick five. So you can turn five bucks into 200 very easily. And again, 
all of you need to take advantage. The Joe Burrow special line. It's a free square. It turns a pick five into a pick four, a pick three into a pick two, a pick two into a pick one. So go and try it out for the first time. Again, we will reiterate this. If you've never played on underdog, deposit anything and we match it for your first time. Use promo code the show on the app in the link down below or on underdogfantasy.com. Okay. Should we throw in some like passing numbers here? Hayden, you know, some fun air it out. There's some pretty good. I've heard quarterbacks and wide receivers in this game as well. Only catch your eye. We have the likes of, you know, Matthew Stafford, 281 and a half passing yards. We have Cooper Cup, 30 and a half with his longest reception. Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase, so on and so forth. All right, you're going to make me do this. Uh, we're going to talk about all of the sexy pass catchers in this game. And I'm going to here to talk about Tyler Boyd over 14 and a half longest reception. If you're looking at this chart right now, uh, a large chunk of his plays are actually above this 14 and a half number. We're talking about some of the schematic reasons why they might not throw the ball to Jamar Chase as often in this game. Uh, and I just think that Tyler Boyd, this number is just mispriced for how often he gets over 14 and a half uh, uh, catches or 14 and a half yards on his catches. That happens 26% of his catches. So if you do the math, he only needs to catch about three on average to get there. I think this number should be closer to 17 and a half, 18 and a half, somewhere in that range. And 14 and a half is too low. So that is the uh, DGen uh, longest reception bet of the week. Like that. Like that a lot. I'll throw one back at you. And by the way, we expect the Rams, as we talked about in our matchup show, hopefully you all watch that and listen to it on the podcast feed. We expect the Rams to play off these two high looks. And then, you know, Tyler Boyd has found really, really soft areas to take advantage of, not just shorter slot receiver patterns. He can find, again, these soft spots that safeties can't get over to or cornerbacks can't get back to. And boom, just one. That's why I love longest reception or longest run. One play and you're golden. You have to worry about it for the rest of the time. It's also a harder prop to like it takes more work to like dig into those and like yes. Matthew Stafford passing yards like that's very easy to calculate some of the longest reception ones there's a little bit more of an edge if, you, if you're willing to grind out the calculations on those yeah okay what I love if you believe the Bengals are going to win this game and a lot a lot of people do in fact 73% of the bets are on the Bengals end of this so far according to points bet 69 and a half over on T Higgins. Again, if we're talking about types of coverages that we expect the Rams defense to deploy, if you want to buy into a little bit and zone becomes man and Jalen Rams to be on the side of Jamar chase T Higgins in his last two games, again, when teams know the best way to play this Bengals passing attack to not allow single high safety looks and Jamar Chase to beat you down the field in one-on-one -on -one situations. T Higgins on the outside third, the middle of the field and these inside breaking routes has been critical, has been imperative. And we saw it again in overtime, two key catches in order to get them into field goal range. These dig patterns, again, these inside breaking routes, 103, 96 yards over the last two games. Right now you can get 25 and a half longer reception for T Higgins. He's been undo that again if they give him outside coverage one on one. If you do like a quarter quarter half system, sixty nine and a half. I'm I'm taking here on the over with T Higgins, but then also five and a half receptions out there in the pick and lobby too. So going back to the early thing, uh, I had T Higgins over sixty five and a half. So you can see how these numbers can just escalate the last yep. 
couple weeks. So move fast on this one, but I did like the over initially on this one. He's averaging 77 and a half yards. Uh, the Bengals pass rate is up uh, compared or the last couple games compared to early on in the season. And he's averaging 93.4 air yards per game since week 10. So if I had to pick a Bengals passing over just on the total yardage, I liked T Higgins the best though. Tyler Boyd on underdog right now, I think it was at 37 and a half. Um, some of the other books have hit have that at 39 and a half or 40 and a half. So you're down a couple uh yards on that one if you're interested. The rest, I'm not sure if you have any more here. I oh, I got plenty. Okay. Well, I, I get a little nervous when I look at big numbers like the Joe Burrow 288 and a half total yards, or again, the Matthew Stafford 281 and a half passing yards because again they can win in dominant fashion and then not hit that number they can be losing by a considerable amount and they still get to that number um i just prefer smaller numbers that i like to attack on the margins here and that's why i love you know single games so much but which ones catch your eye here Hayden? so looking at bigger numbers um odell beckham i don't know what his i had under 63 and a half yards but this is one where like there's no point in betting this right now because yeah. even since writing my notes last night this is up two more yards than then so i'm gonna wait till saturday or sunday get the under on odell odell's a classic recency bias but if you look at uh, his numbers across um the season with the rams he's only averaging 49 and uh 49 yards 73 air yards that's basically the same numbers as robert woods as the distant number two to Cooper cup. And I think everyone is just looking at the last couple of games of how good Odell looks. They're going to bet this number up. I think that the right side is later in the week going with the under on that one. I think you can make the same case for someone like Jamar chase, the matchup reasons that we talked about in our last show um, under on the receptions under on the receiving yards, wait later in the week for that. If I was going to pick an over on Jamar chase, you're going to love this one over four and a half rushing yards for Jamar Chase. I looked back all the way to 2018. Uh, 50% of wide receiver carries have gone over four and a half yards. We know that Jamar Chase is more explosive than the average receiver. So if he gets one on average, he could go over that. Uh, he has 12 carries in his 20 games. He has at least one carry in uh, all three of the postseason games. Um, and then the big thing, this is like the big DGen uh, sports info solution stat of the show. 52% of wide receiver carries come against light boxes. Compare that to uh, 36 of the non-wide receivers uh, carries come against light boxes. When teams are in light boxes and the Rams are first in, in light boxes, they run these little, uh, either some screens yep. or they give some end arounds because their safeties are nowhere to be found. Yep. And I think that early in this game, if they're worried about pressures, you're going to see some of these Jamar Chase uh, jet sweeps behind the back they've lined them up in the backfield a couple times and then the other thing is that there's more trick plays in the super bowl period so some of yep. these like weird things i like and just betting i'd rather bet this one random play than having jamar chase have to clear like 90 receiving yards i like this for multiple reasons the over four and a half did we say rushing yeah, yards that's what it jamar was chase? because just a couple weeks ago raiders first game of the playoffs three carries for 23 yards we also talked about in the matchup show the Rams' run fits against the 49ers were unfreaking believable. Set the tone immediately. So early down runs for the Bengals have been a thing. They tried them with Joe Mixon quite often against the Kansas City Chiefs. If those are not working out, and we've seen on multiple different ways, the Bengals know they need a shot in the arm on offense at times. Jamar Chase, 
get him on the edge with the ball in his hands. That's either something that you can plan for or have in your back pocket. Say they go five and out, five and out. Okay, drive number three. We haven't gotten chased the ball enough yet. We need to get him there. Look, in the last yep. two, Tennessee, he had a carry for two yards. Chiefs, he had a carry for three yards. We just need a couple more than that. We need one missed tackle, which we know Jamar Chase has in his repertoire. And boom, you hit this over. And that's just one single play. And then you live the rest of the game knowing that you hit the over there. I absolutely love it because no other wide receiver on this team is more likely to, to touch that oh, ball. Because yeah. like when you talk about the 49ers, shoot, Debo could have gotten it. Brandon Ayuk, we've seen in the past get it too in terms of manufactured carries. The Panthers in the past with DJ Moore and Robbie, like so on and so forth. Jamar Chase, we've seen him get these opportunities and just make one person miss, and there's your over four and a half. Another Jamar Chase bet I like, and this is like lower on the totem pole of what things I like this week, is the under on the receiving touchdowns. Now, this guy has been out of control scoring touchdowns here. He has 14 touchdowns in his 20 games, but only 7.3 expected touchdowns. Obviously, he's better than what my model would expect. But uh, if you're just looking at the Bengals, they average 26.6 points this year. They're only projected for 21 and a half. So we're expecting fewer touchdowns in general in this game. And if you look, and this is like the main reason why I liked this on underdog is on other sites, the no on this is uh, minus 127. And some of these are harder to price when it's just one outcome, yes or no. Uh, you have to either commit to having a Jamar Chase line open or not. We've decided to open it. Um, but really, the true odds, it's like minus 127 on no, plus 107 on yes. So I think on on our uh, website, the under makes a little bit of sense. And I think everybody wants to bet the Jamar Chase over because we've seen him do the gritty in the end zone a million times. But well, like you can't you can't expect like him just to be cruising and touchdowns like the entire time. And this is receiving, not receiving plus rushing. A couple things. We did see on back-to-back plays when they needed a touchdown against the Kansas City Chiefs, two straight goal line fates. But if we see in that condensed field, Jamar Chase being lined up on the outside by himself directly in front of the numbers, it's 100% going to be Jalen Ramsey against him. Yes. You know, it's not Tredavious Ward or Rashad Fenton. That is the time in isolation when Jalen Ramsey is going to be 100% one-on-one with Jamar Chase. So that's something to keep in mind here. Yeah. So that, okay. that, that, that that's... Too much being a hater. If I was betting on one, I would pick the four and a half rushing yard. You don't have to be a hater and tell all your friends that you're betting against Jamar Chase scoring a touchdown. couple more. I mean, longest reception. We have seen Odell be more of like a possession wide receiver here, Hayden. We've seen him be more of a short to intermediate red zone backside dig type wide receiver. The longest reception, five and a half yards is pretty significant. But Jamar Chase giving Odell only five and a half. And we've seen Chase... And meanwhile, Joe Burrow has been produced the highest number of 50 plus yard plays in the league in the last 20 years with 12 this season. And Chase has been, you know, a main, main factor in that. I really like the Chase rivals side in that pick of mine. Yeah, I don't have a strong take on this one because it's like, what is the data? Like the Jamar, if you're taking the averages of longest reception for Jamar Chase, you would obviously be screaming Jamar Chase, but like, at some point, Jamar Chase is a still like a human being. He's not going to be ripping off sixty yard touchdowns. I think every single week, arguable. Uh, so it's it's those the Cooper Cup averages. Like another one, I think a lot of people want to have strong takes on Cooper Cup. If you're looking at, he's been uh, fourteen and six on his overs and all those type of stats. 
the issue with those stats is like next year, if you're doing best ball rankings or best ball projections, are you projecting Cooper cup to score 16 touchdowns and 2000 receiving yards next year? Like, no, you're not, you know why? Because you, there's a little bit of regression and I think that you can have an in-season regression too. So I think that his number, I think his number is going to be really priced up. And I think that if you want to be a hater, uh, betting the under uh, the last second um, would be smart here. If you like the over, bet it now because I can promise you the line will go up. Uh, cool. It's just one of those. It's like how much how much of this year's stats is actually projectable moving forward. Uh, I don't know. I know it's really easy to overlook the rivals tab in the pick and because it's not there in front. I would advise everyone to try one slip with all rivals because it's so much fun. It's a really, really fun sweat to have. And I just talked about, you know, Chase giving Odell five and a half yards on the longest reception. Here we have Cooper Cup against T. Higgins at five and a half yards uh, for that longest reception as well. There are some pitfalls here that you can like talk yourself. I mean, we highlighted where Tyler Boyd might succeed in this game. Meanwhile, Van Jefferson is only getting four and a half receiving yards in their rivals thing. But while Van Jefferson, you know, hasn't been a focal point of this passing offense in terms of volume, two receptions, two receptions, one reception in the last three games. We have also seen him reel off 50, 60, 70 yard plays as well. If he hits one of those, then you're out of luck on that pick and line too. All right. Before we get out of here, I'm, I'm running out of props here. Um, if you had to make one bet to pair with your Joe Burrow over passing yards, do you have one? I'm going to stick with the Cam Akers under on the touchdowns. I think that the mm. actual line elsewhere is uh, too big, and I think that Sony Michelle is playing in the short yardage. Cam Akers has not shown uh, that he can rip off those explosive plays like he was before his injury yet, and Daryl Henderson's coming back, and I, there's always injury concerns. So um, if I had to make one bet with the Joe Burrow over, I'm going to go the Cam Akers under on the touchdowns. Well, I'm going to take the Sony Michelle over seven and a half on the longest run. I mean, I, what we have seen from the Bengals is they can't stop the run. They just hope the other team forgets to run the ball. Yeah, that's fair. And and Sony, while again, just in recent games, 10 carries, then against Tampa Bay when they were smashing them and Cam Akers was getting the rock and fumbling twice. Before that, you know, he had 13 rushing attempts. If he gets seven rushing attempts, eight rushing attempts, I, I, I bet he get, is able to hit that over seven and a half because the Bengals are not even on the same plane compared to the Rams in terms of stopping the run in this game. 31st in EPA per carry against power rushes against the Bengals. And that's, if Sony Michelle's playing, it's going to be a power rush, not uh, some of the zone stuff. Okay, we focused 25 minutes just on the pick and lobby. There are bigger horizons out there as well in terms of betting markets for all of you who partake on other books. Um, I have a few with those Hit that me. I want to shout out first. First of all, again, we talked about this on the matchup show. Hopefully you watch that. If not, go back and watch it. It is linked down below and after this video. I mean, I just love the Rams winning this game by more than six and the spread's only four and a half. So that's an easy one to get away from. Um there are field goal props out there, Hayden. Oh, boy. Longest field goal, 47 and a half yards. Over, minus 115. Under, also, minus 115. This includes Evan freaking McPherson on a team in the Bengals that we have had and seen really, really slow starts and that have needed field goals to kind of get points on the board. And he is willing to eat those at 42, 44, 52, 55, you know, long kicks. So if the Rams go up 
10, 14, heck, even 20 points, and the Bengals need to put up some points up there and they can't you know, get beyond a certain point, a 47.5-yard field goal, I like the over with that one. I'm split because I want to bet on this because both of these coaches kick field goals way too often for my liking, and I can totally see them settling in and going for a field goal. Uh, I think everybody wants to bet on Evan McPherson, though. <laughs> so like, I feel like the numbers are going to be juiced. Uh, but I'm with you. Whenever you're going to be betting on Sean McVay and Zach Taylor for kicking a field goal when they should be going for it, um, I can't hate it. Okay. Before we get out here, I do want to throw out some MVP odds. I think this Let's is a nice it. way to, to wrap it up. Okay. Put them up here on the screen for everyone to see. Obviously, Matthew Stafford is plus 100 to win MVP. Joe Burrow at plus 225. I like the long shots here. Okay. Okay. Some of the long shots, and they're not like super deep, but Aaron Donald at plus 1600. That'll net a pretty penny. And he's already done it in the past, Hayden. Von Miller at plus 4,500. Like, to me, these are all narrative-based. And if the Bengals' offensive line continues to absolutely suck, again, 59 pressures they've allowed on Joe Burrow, who, against the Chiefs, was only sacked one time on 16 pressures, against the Titans was sacked nine times. I could see Aaron Donald getting a lot of those, but also a huge weakness isn't just the right guard, it's the right tackle. And we saw Von Miller torture terrorize the right tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs, especially on that final drive to force the ball away. Sorry, against the 49ers to force the ball away and force them to, uh, on the interception. Um, Von Miller at plus 4,500. If he gets two or three sacks in this game and you know the Rams win by 13, but it's only like 20 to 7, not too many points. I like Von, especially if it's like a strip sack or an interception thrown in there too. Yeah, I was going to say the the one thing with this is like you kind of need a defensive touchdown with this or at least force the defensive touchdown. I think that Vaughn Miller has better chances of completing the actual uh, touchdown because he's coming off the edge. Um, so I like the the Vaughn Miller plus uh, 4,500 line, but I can easily see this being Aaron Donald. Uh, both of us kind of liked uh, this in like the 27, 24, 20 type of range for these teams. So I think you can get kind of cute and go some of the defensive players um i think if i was going to take a single well, especially one, like since that side is so massively at an advantage for the rams in my opinion and how we just saw against you know the bucks and the chiefs last year how that one advantage can change the entire course of a contest uh, to me that that is an easy standout and a pathway for a defensive player who wins these types of awards it's not you know regular season mvp or stuff like that where it's only quarterbacks and only quarterbacks a defensive player wins these awards what's jalen ramsey down there i, I don't see him on the top of this list i mean you have to scroll even f- further plus down. ten thousand. so i feel like something like this uh, there's the narrative of oh he stops jamar chase if he has jamar chase is like 28 yards he has hmm. a pick six and the game's low scoring in general i think that uh shutting down G- uh, jamar chase would be a pretty big narrative especially if you can get into uh the end zone also he's been like a staple of why they're here in this game there's gonna be a lot of talk about uh Jalen Ramsey and if, if you do need a touchdown as a defensive player to win this thing uh I think that he has as good of odds as anyone just getting a pick six in general yeah plus 4,500 for five. I mean he still has the bend man he still he does the corner it's all it's all right there and again he just won it a couple of years ago against the Panthers and Cam Newton because of the you know sack fumble touchdown uh in the backfield constantly I got another one. First oh. touchdown scored. And now last year. Oh, I love these. 
I hit uh, Gronk to win this one at really plus odds, and I was, I mean, it was the, the best bet uh, I've had. Um, usually, these aren't the greatest bets to be making. Like in in general, when there's a market where you can't bet the no side, or there's not an over under, you can only bet uh, the yeses. Then that's not a great market. But if you're looking to have a little bit of fun, the narrative I'm going with is Sony Michelle. He was subbed in at the goal line, like we mentioned. Uh, everyone is loving the Cam Akers thing. If you're looking at just what the um, Rams use in general, uh, only 4% of their passing plays in the red zone come with a second tight end. So they stay in 11 personnel. I think I would not be very surprised if Sony Michelle is the goal line back as he was last week over Cam Akers. And uh, if, this was a Rufus Peabody uh, special. He notes that, um, the first touchdown is often a rushing touchdown compared to a passing touchdown because early in the game, there's no uh, clock issues. Like later in the second half, uh, going into halftime, teams are passing the ball more because there's a time constraint. The first touchdown in the first quarter does not have that time constraint. So teams run the ball a little bit more. So the longest odds, I would go with Sony Michelle here. Um, and you're fading a little bit of that Cam Akers narrative that people are yeah. just loving. That's plus 1,200 for first touchdown, plus 200 anytime touchdown for Sony Michelle. Uh, we talked about Tyler Boyd again in the matchup show, the preview show, plus 1,600 for, for, for first touchdown for him. Um, I mean, I, I like this kind of sandwiched in there. It's not the top names with the Cooper Cups or the Jamar Chases, but Odell inside the five and inside the 10 has been such a massive weapon for the Rams that getting him at plus 1,000 for the first touchdown too. That could also be a big play. We haven't talked about that enough probably either. Yeah. But again, they run plays inside the five-yard line designed for him. He wins big and small in that area of the field. He's done it all year with them. Well, seven games, eight games, nine games with them in the regular season. Slants, fades, whatever. Odell plus 1,000 for first-time touchdown or first touchdown. I like it. He's averaging one red zone target per game, which is pretty pretty damn How about the good. first one? How about the yep. first one? Um. There was one other thing I wanted to say. CJ Uzoma and Tyler Higby. These players have been with uh, their respective teams for their entire career. This is obviously the biggest game of their career. These MCL sprains, like players in like the regular season would not be playing this game. There's a chance that these players, we already seen CJ Uzoma said, this is the biggest game of my life. I'm going to play. There is a definite chance that they are active. They play a couple snaps and their knees are just not able to hold up. So a lot of places are, do not have Tyler Higby and CJ Uzoma lines up, but if they are active, I would love to go the unders. Um, I can see the coaches saying like, man, CJ, you've been here for seven years with us. We'll let you play. And then they just realize like he cannot play. This injury is too severe. And then that he gets activated, but he does not actually play his normal role. So uh, pay attention to Higby and Uzoma. If the lines are like near their actual season averages, like please give me the under. Okay, I think we have said it all. 35 minutes on... What about the Gatorade color? Come on. The pick em lobby on the sides that we like, on some other player props that we like as well. Go and listen to our game preview show, matchups. We outlined how the Rams can win. I think that's happening. How the Bengals can win. That's a possibility. Um, and as always, go and take the special line over on the underdog lobby. It's a free square. It turns a pick five into a pick four, a pick two into a pick one. There's absolutely no reason for you not to do the special line over an underdog. And just because once again, 
your state might not allow sports books or sports gambling, there's a pretty good chance that Underdog is available in your state. So go and do it. Take advantage of the bonuses, guys. Like any set, take advantage of the freaking bonuses. Like that is how you win at player props is when we're giving you free money. So please, any the best advice we have is take the Joe Burrow over free money. Yep. Yep. We appreciate all of you. And quickly, you can combine it with anything. It doesn't have to just be NFL. You can combine it with the NBA stuff, NHL stuff, college basketball. We'll have UFC on Saturday night as well. Esports. Esports. Combine it with anything. It doesn't have to just be the singular sport. You can cross sport because we know you DGENs and you lovely people, you fanatics, watch everything. Okay. That is going to do it for us. While you're down below, leave us a like, hit that subscribe button. We have some really good content coming out of Los Angeles. Hayden and I will be there along with some other friends as well. We're going to get you all involved Sunday. We're doing a very fun preview show. So be on the lookout for that. Some mimosas some Prosecco, some sunglasses, some games, some call-ins. All of that will be available ahead of Super Bowl 56 here on this very channel. So be on the lookout for it. I'll be in costume for that preview show. Just the pregame the whole show. Thing? I'll, be in, I'll be in costume. Like three and a half hours of you in costume? Get ready. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get out of here. For Hayden, I'm Josh. Thanks, everyone. Up the villa. Talk to y'all soon. See ya.